Welcome back to the Be Revolutionary podcast. I am your host, Andrew Perry. This is the podcast where we interview realtors and we teach you how to revolutionize your business. We've got a very special podcast for you today. We've got Evan and Jesse McDonald from Mac Inc. Um, thanks for coming in, by the way. Yeah, Appreciate it. Now, I was I was going through everything, you know, um, stats, uh, your businesses, uh, your titles. You got a lot of them. So I, I wrote them down. Hope you guys don't mind. So you guys are you guys are in the top ten realtors in the Niagara region. Uh, we've got some pretty unbelievable numbers here. Uh, over the past two years, you guys have had the highest average sale price in the entire Niagara region. That's crazy, by the way. You've put together more deals on the water than anyone else. One, including with me. You guys remember oh, yes. that? Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, you sold the most expensive house in Niagara-on-the-Lake and St. Catharines. Last year, you had three of the top five uh, sales in Niagara-on-the-Lake. And you recently just put a deal together in Port Luzi for $6.6 million. How, where do these types of numbers come from? How do you even get involved in something like that? Like, the, the, there's not a lot of sales over $3 million in the Niagara region. Let yeah, alone six. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely, uh, we've had, we've had, uh, the last couple of years has been pretty wild. Um, I, I think for sure, like we enjoy that market. It's our niche market where, mm. uh, that's the spot where we want to be. Uh, you know, we're building custom homes. We've been flipping homes for a long time. It's where we started. Uh, I don't even know how many times we've moved, but we'd renovate our house and sell it and move into another one and renovate that and just kind of bouncing around. Um, so we really like that that luxury market it doesn't necessarily have to be like luxury it's not like right. we just everything we want to do is just expensive it's it's more that it's like we like unique properties we like we both love the water her family lives on the water our family lives on the, the water we live on the water like that's for sure like the one thing for me that i just absolutely love like everything about the water that's like that's like our happy place where you can relax and just kind of like all the stress of the day goes away so I, I think that's what really has drawn us to that market. But then the next thing is like like some of the people that we meet in that side of the business, like it's not even work anymore. Like it's just, yeah. it's fun. Like it's everybody's running, you know, some sort of unique business or, you know, they've, they're entrepreneurs in one way or the other, you know, it's, and so you just, you're meeting really cool people and the conversation is really cool. And so are you using a lot of the renovation background uh, to help maybe walk these clients through almost every piece of the process? Yeah. Well, I think the one thing is that, especially from the builder side, is understanding, A, the integrity of the build, knowing the cost of the build, knowing if you can even get your hands on the materials. So I think that we have a little bit more knowledge in that sense as we're going through. So we're justifying the price to the clients. Mm -hmm. And then we're telling them whether we think the listing's overpriced based on even just replacement costs. We look at it from different angles. Um, so I think that sets us a little bit apart where not every realtor per se could do that. Um, and then, of course, going back to the water, just having now built a couple houses on the, on the water and go, going through the process, we just understand the rules right. of building, the rules of the water, what's grandfathered in, what's not. Um, and again, I think that's setting us apart because we really understand the whole, um, process and, uh, and yeah, just like Evan said, for sure, meeting really, really unique individuals, 
Um, I'm, I've always been extremely inspired by just anybody succeeding in life, mm-hmm. whatever avenue that is. And it's been really neat to see a lot of self-made people and where they've gotten themselves to in the process. Um, it is very inspiring and, and, and it's been awesome to kind of hear their stories and how they did that. And I think no matter what, when you witness that, it just, it raises yourself up and, and your expectations of yourself. And then it's just this trickle effect. Well, I think that's great. And I think what you also, what you said is, is we have a lot of knowledge, um, because you guys have tons of experience building on the water and, you know, like somebody might come from out of market and they might buy a $6 million property and then find out that you can't do an Airbnb here. So having the local knowledge and especially somebody who's been through it, I would imagine would give you guys a huge advantage, right? Yeah, and we get, we actually are starting to get a lot of calls from other realtors now. Yeah, because they're calling us saying, you know, I, I got a client from wherever, and they're looking to get on the water. We've seen that you guys have done a ton of deals on the water, and you're building these houses, and so then we like we're an open book. Like it's I don't we don't see this as competition. We love it. So I, I, we, I say to them like, come on down here with your clients. I'll take you on a tour, show you guys the different types of waterfront we have here. Cause that's one thing that people don't realize. A lot of people call and say, I want to be on the water. I want to be in Niagara in Lake. Yeah. You don't know, like, there's so much more to it, right? Like every water view is different. Like, do you want sunsets? Do you want sunrises? Do you want to get a, right. do, you, do you want a view of Toronto? Do you want a beach that you can walk down in? Do you prefer to be up high? Do you, do you prefer to be right on the water? How far do you want to be from the water? Like there's so many little intricate details. And so when we're, dealing with waterfront clients we go for like we have like jet ski tour boat tour helicopter tours like we're doing like over the top stuff so people fully understand right. what type of water they want and then we can find them that property like we had uh last year a client we showed them i don't even know how many houses maybe had to have been like 15 houses on the water every time something came up and it was over a year the process but they were they had to be in niagara lake and they had to be on the water and you know but everything they were saying kind of wasn't that you know and so uh, one day we just said, you know what, let's take them for a drive to another property. Uh, and it was in um, Point Abino. Yeah. And, and nice, yeah. beautiful spot, but it's on Lake Erie. It's not Niagara and a lake, right? And uh, short of it, fell in love, bought it on the spot. Yeah. yeah. Right? So some, sometimes people don't even know what they actually want. They right. think they want something, but they don't know, right? So that's why we started doing these tours. So now like, we've done it with other people's clients. We typically do it with our own clients uh, but, but bring them down, give them a tour of the area and have them fully understand, uh, like every aspect of, of living on the water down here. I really like that. I really like that. Cause it's, it, it's funny because a lot of, um, realtors that I know will, you know, especially in the first few years, will kind of, you know, a, a buyer will say, well, yeah, I like it, but you know, I, I don't feel like the walkway was, you know, showed the property well, or I don't like the gardens or whatever. And then a realtor would just be like, Okay, sure, no problem. Let's go see another one, as opposed to saying, you know, as as stepping up as the professional and offering solutions, as opposed to just you know at the beck and call of the buyer, so to speak. So, anyways, uh, I wanted to touch base on something else, by the way, which I saw just this morning. So it's a good thing you guys came on today because you guys were featured in the Buzz magazine. Yes, that was awesome. Congratulations, that's really cool. I, I loved it. Uh, what's, uh, what I want to talk about, because since we're on the topic of waterfront properties, was that uh, there's uh, a little uh, there's a property of yours featured in that magazine, mm-hmm. right on the water. Tell me about that, because you've got a lot of unique uh, specs, so to speak, about this property. 
So w- in, what's new and exciting with that build? So in so the ho- the house we're building right now on the water, it's uh, so first house in Niagara to have a rooftop swimming pool. That's wow. all. That's like obviously <laughs> Jeez, the the, the icing on the on the cake. I guess that's the big one. Uh, so we're really excited to do that. Um, you know, cool feature we've got you know an elevator that obviously goes from the basement to the rooftop patio. So forty foot elevator shaft uh glass glass front on the elevator so like as you ride the elevator you've got a view on every floor that sees right out to the water um you know we're we're trying to take it to another level i'd love for there to be a market for 20 30 million dollar houses here because we could just go crazy (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah like we're putting in uh like a jet ski uh lift there so this is designed to be like we get so much of our motivation and and designs from traveling like we love to travel we've been to i don't know like 40 countries or something and it's uh, all the ideas come from living in a, like a resort. Like that's kind of the goal when we build a house is that, you know, you walk in that front door, close it, you know, behind you is, is life. And then like you're in your oasis, mm-hmm. you know, and we're doing massive glass. Like this house is 40% glass. Uh, so you see the water from just about everywhere. Uh, you know, sauna, steam rooms, movie theaters. And, and it just, it feels like you're not at home. Right. Right. And, and you know what, if you work hard and you sacrifice 20 years of your life to get into a house on the water, you know, that's the way I feel like that's how it should feel. Mm-hmm. It should feel like you're at a resort. It shouldn't feel like you're at home. So then is this a collaborative, um, uh, you know, workspace for you guys, your partners in real estate, your partners in other businesses, Do you guys come together and, you know, decide what's going to go into a house or, you know, how the designs might work. Oh, yeah. Well, ultimately, like Evan definitely takes the lead on the builds. Um, I like to ha- have input as well, uh, especially with more like the finishes. Yeah. Um, but we do discuss a lot about kind of the ideas of it. Um, even Evan will basically brainstorm up what he wants to come um, out as the final product. And then he gives it to the architect where he basically puts his vision to life. That makes sense based upon all the regulations. Um, but yeah, it's basically hitting all the boxes, like he said, of all the 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 lifestyle elements of the house, which are the most essential part for us. Yep. Um, and yeah. Well, you're turning, you're turning it, uh, you know, from, I know Revel likes to say, say uh, we don't just sell houses, we sell lifestyle. But I would like to take that one step further. It's like Mac Inc., we don't just sell houses, we sell experiences. Yeah. Because that's what it sounds to me. But speaking of the builds and everything like that, uh, I want to touch base just quickly on some of your other businesses. So you've started, and I had to write this down again because I can't believe this. It's, it's crazy. So you've started and own a bunch of other businesses, right? So you've got, um, I'm just going to run through this here. You own two Revel offices and run them, St. Catharines, Niagara-on-the-Lake. Um, complete Plumbing which I just hired. They came to my house on, uh, <laughs> yes, nice. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, Parts coming in in two weeks, so I'm excited <laughs> about that. Uh, complete stucco, so that's a new one for me. I know you guys did the... Did you guys do this building, obviously? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so awesome job. And I didn't even know you could do that, for one. <laughs> uh, you got a property management company, Level Developments, which is, you know, your building company. You're building custom homes and are about to start a massive project in St. Catharines. 200 over 200 units how is this possible guys how do you have time for all of this i don't understand (laughs) well good support team and and i think loving what you do um it's it's funny because like we were at like we're at the buzz conference not too long ago and people were talking a lot about um 
like not answering their phone and just kind of like they set times when they don't answer their phone. Yeah. Um, and I was listening and like, I was like, man, like there's never a time when I don't answer my phone. And it's like when we're sitting down for dinner, we're doing things together as a family. Yeah, of course. Like there's like little windows where like you just, yeah. your phone's on silent or whatever, but like it's, I feel like a lot of people do these businesses like at a necessity or only because of the money. Right. And it's like a, they're bothered by it. Right. right. And these were successful people. And, and so it's never been that way for us. Mm -hmm. Like we answer our phone and it's like, we're excited. It's um, these projects are our passion projects. Almost all of what we do, we have fun with it and we do it together as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing that's been a huge factor for us. Like, you know, we met in wrestling and then kind of, like started all these businesses together and have always worked together and have always recognized that it's a lot of sacrifice. Um, but we have an incredible support team. I'm, you know, I, I think that I'm a bit of like a workaholic and I'm always like going, going, going. Jesse's super organized and just kind of keeps me, you know, organized and showing up to <laughs> showing up on where, time where, where I need to be. <laughs> and then we have incredible people in the office. Yeah. Jillian, yeah. Crystal, Jaden, Todd, like I could go through the list and then each company has an incredible manager running it. You know, mm -hmm. Jamie or Plumber uh, running the plumbing company. Isaac. And, and Dan, like Isaac's on, on the service guy. Yeah, they, <laughs> he's, he's, he's running the service side of things on plumbing. And so we have really, really good team behind us doing key things. And without that, it surely is impossible. And, and that's exactly why we say Team Mac. Team Mac, yes, is the two of us. And it's been that way since like 2000 five or whenever it was that we started dating mm -hmm. but that team mac whether people think that they're part of our team like yeah. they are part of our team right um i've always felt it to be that way another reason why revel obviously stuck out to us with that team atmosphere but as he's saying i think that the reason why it's able to go to is that with our competitive background it, like it, it isn't just work it, it is like it's a win when we get a deal together or it's a win when we accomplish something and and we attain those goals so um I don't know I, I guess we just take so much joy in accomplishing what we set out to do and so yeah it, it makes it less mm -hmm. about work and just more about the enjoyment of the process so then at this point in your career and your lives it's not about you know the work it's about the relationships and seeing a project through to the end, right? Well, for sure on the project side, like those are all like, of course, like you want to make money. Um, I surely don't want to lose money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But the process of it, these are very tricky, especially building on the water. The regulations are so tight. It's a process. Um, but like we start from like, like I start from the outcome, you know, like a, we, we buy these lots and I'll like, we'll go as a family like, and, and what we're buying is these old cottages and lots and stuff like that where we're tearing stuff down and trying to like get a sense of what it is. But we'll go as a family and have a picnic when it's a dump and just like sit there and, and kind of soak in the sunset and see, yeah. see where the sun sets and, you know, just kind of really get a feel for the property and then work from there and be like, you know what, this is where the bedroom needs to be. This is where the kitchen needs to be. This is where the living room needs to be. This is the angle of the swimming pool, yeah. things like that. And, and like that, we, I take a lot of joy in, right? That design process and the houses that I've, I've designed, I've, I've designed them backwards, like from the inside, how I want it to function and feel and the way that it makes you feel like living in it. And then the exterior just kind of forms around it mm -hmm. where like 
the houses that we build are a modern looking home, but like the exterior result is irrelevant. You know, like I still got to make it look decent, but it's not my main focus. Uh, definitely hundred percent. Like my, my focus like from is, is the lifestyle of it and the feel that it gives. Interesting. I like that because you're drawing the inspiration from the experiences felt at each individual lot. Cause as you said, you know, some have beaches, some are elevated, some are, have break walls, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's very interesting to me, but I want to talk about, you said that you guys were competitive. You met back in 2005. Um, that was at Brock university. Yep. Yeah, actually, it might have even been the end of 2004. I can't even remember now, but... Yeah, this is funny, because I was avoiding answering that one, because I didn't want to get in trouble to say the wrong date, and then she'd be like, oh, you don't even know, you don't love me. So, uh, <laughs> Podcast's over, bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. Uh, so she, I, I think she messed it up. I think we met before that, probably 2003. Well, we met, yeah, 2003 we met, and then I think we dated like a year after that, after you chased me around for a full year. Yeah, I finally uh, surrendered. Let's, let's be honest, <laughs> who's chasing who here? <laughs> So, and, and you know, that obviously Brock University, so that was for the wrestling program? Actually, if you want a really fun fact, yeah, I, when, I do. I, when I was in university, I had an Evan McDonald poster on my wall. Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> like, that was, you, you guys went that far to have your own posters? Well, yeah, so, well, I, like, obviously, <laughs> we both went to Brock, because Brock has a great wrestling team. Yeah. Uh, if you want to compete in wrestling in, in Canada, there's a handful of spots to do it. Uh, and Brock is one of the main places, so that we chose Brock. Um, we both moved. I came from Ottawa. Jesse came from Windsor, uh, and we had full te- full intentions of moving back home after we were we were done here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. It, uh, what was the question? I forgot now. Oh, poster. Oh, poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was in university in uh, and in 2004 I went to the Olympics, and so like the university had these posters made. That's of amazing. Like, of like the athletes. Can, so like, how can we skip one of those? <laughs> yeah. I probably still have one. It would yeah. be pretty funny to get my I'm hands sure your on. Your dad has one. Yeah, I think it's in the garage. <laughs> his, dad, his dad has <laughs> one in the garage. In the garage? Yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so funny. that was hanging in my in my dorm room or whatever you call it. Your uh, <laughs> yeah, and she pretends some and inspiration she pretends I was chasing her. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I think we definitely have to get our hands on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So you know, we we talked about the poster. I want to know kind of how you got there um, because, you know, you, you guys are realtors. You're kicking butt in the luxury space. You're running a bunch of businesses. You know, let's let's kind of talk about how you got here. All right. So I'm sure most people wouldn't know this unless you had an Evan McDonald poster on your wall. Uh, but you guys met wrestling, as you said. You know, this is crazy. Let me just run through some stats here, guys. Um, so between the two of you, you've won over 20 national championships. Uh, represented Canada at countless international com- competitions, including the Pan Am Games, uh, the Commonwealth Games. Th- that was, was that the one from Prince Harry? Is that Commonwealth? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, the I see, the World Championships and the Olympic Games. Evan, you had multiple top ten finishes in the world, while Jesse is one of the five women in Canadian history to have been crowned a world champion. And this all started at Brock University yeah. when you guys yeah. met. So go in. How, how is this possible, guys? This is crazy. Uh, yeah, well, both of us had the kind of that dream in high school, I guess. We were both like found ourselves on the wrestling team. I don't even know how that happens. 
I was playing football and hockey yeah. and everything yeah. else. And then uh, <laughs> the wrestling coach was like, man, you got to come wrestle. Like, uh, And so I, I gave it a try, had some success and then liked it. And then uh, before I knew it, you know, had the dream of, of, you know, going to the world championships, competing at the Olympics, all that. And so just, just, you know, I was never really like great at, at most things. Like I just had to work hard to get there. And I always yeah. found that like when I started anything, I would be like average or, or, or like decent at stuff, right? Like I, I rarely do I do anything and I'm just like absolutely terrible at it, but like I'm never really that good. And then I just typically outwork people and, and just get obsessed with things and then yeah. I just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And that's kind of was what it was with wrestling is that when I started, all these guys were ahead of me and I just slowly chipped away at it. And, um, you know, before I knew it, I was on the national team and competing for Canada and just... Most times when I would win matches, like people just quit. It wasn't even that like I beat them because I was that much better than them. Yeah, I you just, just outworked I just, them. I just outworked them, right? So that's kind of been what's worked for me, not only in in sport but in business mm-hmm. and in, and in life. Is that you know I just work longer hours than everybody. I just put more time in. I just don't stop. And when I've put my mind on something, I just kind of get obsessed and and plow at it. Right. That's awesome. And then Jesse, what about you? I mean, how did you get to that? level did you obviously you had to have wrestled before Brock yeah so I started in grade 11 in high school and again it was one of those accidental like it was actually more of a joke going to join the wrestling team I was in other sports but definitely had nothing martial art or any type of background there and basically my high school wrestling coach was one of the most influential people in my life um he was like another dad to me and uh Basically, I had the same dream of basically being the best I could. And, and the one thing that I always love to tell, especially younger generations, is if, if you were in sports in high school, you knew OFSA. And if you were OFSA, you were, you were like the OFSA world champion, and it was a big deal. And I never won OFSA. I was always second best, third best, and it hurt. And so, like Evan said, it was like the work, work ethic. People were definitely better than me, but ultimately I put in more time and – it wasn't just more time on the mat. It was, you know, sports psychologist. It was working on my nutrition. It was making sure I was getting enough sleep, um, you know, like lifting coaches, doing hot yoga, all these different things. So, like, there was not one stone unturned when I would go into a tournament where I felt like I was unprepared. I felt in my soul I had to add everything to prepare myself. And ultimately all that can lead to that is basically success. And that's the same exact concept we have in business is where if you put your whole heart and soul into something and you're dissecting where you fail, like if, if we go to like a listing presentation and we don't get it, that's fine. We're, we're okay with that. Everybody fails, yeah. but we call and I want to know why you tell me, like, I want to know where did, where did we fail that, that you didn't like what we pitched to you mm-hmm. because we want to be basically the best we can be. And, and I think that's a good thing to kind of strive for. So it doesn't that doesn't happen that often and when it when it, when it does i'm sure people are shocked that we call them because like i'm shocked i i i'm like devastated whenever yeah. whenever i me lose, too. Lose, lose at anything so well it just means that you're going on enough if you're winning every listing it just means you're not going on enough but i do the same thing because it's important to find out um you know the feedback that is because let's face it if it's it's not always about commission there's got to be some, maybe you weren't on your game that day. Do you guys, um, uh, how, how does how does conditioning work, let's just say, in the real estate space? Because as you were mentioning, it's very important to, you know, g- become flexible doing hot yoga, having good nutrition so, for stamina, 
this, that, this, that. Is it just as important in the business world too? Like physical fitness? Maybe not doing hot yoga, but, you know, <laughs> staying in good physical shape. Fitness, I, can, I can tell you 100% that it does. Um, so after I retired from wrestling and was focusing completely on business, I would go, like, we have a nice gym at our house. It was like, that's kind of like one of the big things we build in every house that we have, like, right away. It's like we have a sauna, a steam room, a gym. Like, those are, like, musts for us. Um, and so we're, every, every morning, like, right now I wake up every day at 4 o'clock and do my workout and then go to work. And so uh, I've, I've always done that. And um, after I retired, I, I went to go do, I remember, like, this memory is, like, awful. But I went to go work out and I couldn't do it. Because I was like, the day before I made the decision, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done competing. I woke up every morning with the dream and the goal of being the best in the world at something. And then I would go down into the gym and I just couldn't do it. I was like, I, I tried, turned on the treadmill, started moving. I'm like, ah, what's the point? What's the point? I turned it off. And then I went and started doing some weights. And I was like, all right, might as well do chest. Everybody likes chest day. This will make me <laughs> happy, right? So I lay down and start doing bench. And I'm like, man, like it, was like, it was almost like I couldn't push the weight. And it was like, mm. well, I was warming up, right? And I, like, I just my soul was like, I can't do this, right? Yeah. So then I put it down and I was just like, I just left. And then I didn't really work out for a couple of years. Like I, I always kind of found myself back in the gym because I, more than anything, I just didn't want to like get in terrible shape. Yeah. But I got in pretty terrible shape by my standards, I'd say. And like, it just, I, I didn't have the same energy. I didn't feel good about myself and like didn't have that same like, um, like confidence where you like just feel good, right? And, uh, and so I was like, man, a couple of years ago, I was like, I got to get back in shape and just like pretty much haven't missed a workout in a couple of years, just getting back at it. But I'm doing like hard intervals on the, on the treadmill again and stuff like that. And just, it just makes you feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was, it's this thing where like the morning starts by kind of like kicking your ass physically. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm working out hard in the gym, lifting weights and running and stuff like that. And then it's like, you just have this energy and this drive where like you can go into the day and you already feel like you've accomplished something. Um, it's like that positive first step that gets, gets you going. Well, I think it's like you've already won the negotiations with yourself every morning because not every morning I'm sure you want to get up. Right. Yeah. So if you've, you know, already beat that one fight of the day, you're just on to the next. If you're coming into the next with a, with a loss, yeah. You know, you're not as motivated to push through, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, Jess, you, you're probably worse than me. Even like, uh, Oh, I can't function if I don't work out. <laughs> like, I, I legitimately, like, they're for sure, like they say, there's endorphins that are released. They also yep. say that there's like a runner's high. Um, I, I would do much better in my day and be more productive if I lacked an hour or two of sleep to get my workout in than if I were to sleep in. Because it, it's right. what, like you said, it sets the tone for the day. You've already been lazy. You've already slept in. Yeah. Like your schedule's off. Um, and, you know, and some people like to work out at night. I'm not saying that you have to work out in the morning. But, um, I mean, I guess when you've also, like when we were training for wrestling, we were training three times a day, like six days a week. So getting one workout for you is just, that's Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can get it done. And and honestly, yeah, there, there for sure is health benefits. And then, yeah, you're going in more energized. Yeah, you're feeling good. I mean, you're not feeling fatigued and things like that. Um, I definitely, yeah, I feel like I my 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 mind is like sharper. Sharp. Yeah. Like I and I and I also like in my workouts, I I also feel like I'm getting like 
it's opening me up to like think and to like, mm -hmm. like my, my brain starts working. You wake up in the morning in a bit of a fog and what I yeah. do is have a sauna to warm up and then start with on the, like doing some sort of cardio then weights. But I feel like the fog lifts and then man, like by the time like I leave for work, it's like, I'm, I'm in. Like and I'm in and you've already started goal setting. Yeah. Cause you're already like in your workout goal setting and literally competing against yourself and trying to make yourself better. Once you have that mentality, you're going in and every time it's like you're trying to break your own records. So and it's I, all it's all self-imposed. It's not like... Did you guys have um, like rep or weight goals or anything, you know, similar to like you would in business goals? Or do you have like, do you write it down on a big whiteboard she, or something? She does. She's definitely like super goal driven <laughs> uh, and still like, she still competes in races and going to marathons all over the world. Like went to, where did we go to? Uh, lots in the States. But we, where was the one we went? Ireland. Ireland. Went to Ireland. Yeah. Uh, we do it as a family, too. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I run around cheering around. I'm not a runner. I run like, <laughs> yeah. I run like 20, one. 25 minutes of intervals. That's like how I, how I do cardio, basically. I do my 10,000 steps. That's my cardio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, from like a goal-setting perspective, it's that one I struggle with, too, because like, the, like where I was, I think, Jess, you're fortunate because you have running where like it's, like you're, you're still pushing the boundaries where like me, like I'll never be like where I was. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm 40 now. There's, I'm not going back to when I was 25, 30 years old competing on the national team yeah. at, at like the peak, uh, of, of my fitness. Like I, yeah. it's just not the human body doesn't go backwards like that. So it's, you still have goals for minor, like maintenance and health goals and yeah. more to like, uh, how I feel. Um, Cause I can't even really lift heavy weights anymore just because like, me I too. just find it hurts me. Well, for me, it's like my goal is just to be able to maintain a life of sustainability mm -hmm. where I don't have to worry about dieting for the rest of my life. Absolutely. I just, you know, I just mark everything down. But from a weight perspective, I always, I always know, okay, I did. My goal is 15 reps at 40 pound chest and by my fourth set, or fourth, yeah, fourth set, I would hope that I can reach that 15. If not, I still mark it down the true uh, rep, so it might be 12. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I can't work out without marking how many I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or at least striving for something. Yeah, I don't know. I, the sense I, of accomplishment, I, just checking yeah, it off. I, yeah, okay. I do, I do yeah. the same thing. Like, yeah. Uh, it's like just that I used to do like... A nap or something. Yeah, I used to try for like crazy... To increase the weights or something, right? yeah. So you go through these different training cycles, but the goal was to get a little more explosive, to get a little bit stronger, to get a little bit faster. And like yeah. those little changes when you're competing at the highest level, like every little like micro millimeter matters, you know what I mean? And so it's like you want everything. And so I, we were constantly doing, you know, max everything, trying to figure out where you could be better. Um, where like now it's more like that, where yeah. you've got like a big chunk kind of goal where it's like five sets of 15 at this weight with perfect condition, perfect yes. technique and you're not taking a risk to, to have some power, right? Where like yes. in the past it was all risk and not, and because of it, like got a bunch of surgeries and other issues yeah. to deal with. Right. So it's, um, but also like the one thing I would say that came from sport that's really like benefited us the most in business is that like to have something so young that mattered so much to you and then have it just end uh is is like almost like traumatic right mm -hmm. so like 
you you've got that you wake up every day and there's this dream of like i want to be the best in the world and we were doing it together and it was like this like ultimate passion yeah and then you hit an age where you can't do it anymore and it's done and so it was like all right well man like that's that sucks but life is that life is these like chunks of of like opportunity mm -hmm. right and so at at that chunk we had the opportunity to be great at sport and and that's gone and so now we have this chunk where we can build a family and, and businesses and and a lifestyle right and that's fleeting too yeah. Like we don't have much yeah. time left here. And so not that I want to wish my life away, but also I'm, I'm very, very aware that this chunk only has so much life. I can only work this hard for so long. I can right. only run these businesses for so long. You know, your brain only has like the, the ability to, to handle the amount of tasks that I'm handling at yeah. this point for so long. That's just the reality of the human body. So like we're, we're uh, our goal is to set ourselves up for that next chunk. Yeah. You know, so enjoy this chunk. Enjoy what you have. And we talk, I say that all the time because Jess, Jess would often ask me, like, what do you want in life? Like, because every time we accomplish something, I want more. Yeah, what's next? Right? And, and it used to always be that the answer was more. And now I think that the answer is more, like, to be, to be content, right? And so, like, every day you got to be happy with what you have. Yep. But, but wake up and, and strive for more. Yeah, not, not being satisfied. But that's a good point, though. Your early years are your earning years and i think that you know people like us really understand that and to really milk the most out of life is to get it done early because i feel like while you guys were working hard in your 20s and seems like you know you're conditioning yourselves flipping houses i wasn't i was doing the exact opposite i thought i was going to be a rock star <laughs> so i was you know just enjoying my 20s a little too much and had i had I think that's why I work so hard now is because I kind of feel I need to double down. And had I had known or respected that type of mentality 10 years ago, who knows where I would have been. But maybe I wouldn't be here in front of you guys. So this is the part of the show where we try to, you know, offer up some advice to new realtors, you know, new people joining Revel, the new realtors out there who aren't joining Revel yet. What is kind of, you know, one takeaway from your experiences on how a new realtor can kind of, you know, come out crushing it. Well, it's funny because yesterday, actually, I think going back to the buzz, they put a post out that basically said when the market shifts, um, most people oh, think it's yes, time to I change brokerages. That. Yes. And I kind of laughed at it because I thought to myself, yeah, that's what a, a, an individual who doesn't take responsibility for their self comes up as a solution. Someone else's problem or someone right. else's issues, why they're not succeeding so because we're seeing the market shift, it is, a, it is um, very important for, for realtors coming in to basically do what we say we do in the aspect of goal setting. Um, when you do fail, it, analyze it, figure out where you went wrong, try to find a way to improve. Um, and then you also have to be just willing to outwork. Like we do take a lot of time now to, to travel and things like that. But we're we're always working. I'm poolside with my we laptop. We did a deal when you guys were uh, out working in Florida. Yeah. There, so. <laughs> so it's like you have to be willing to work when others yeah. want to put their feet up and relax. Yeah. Like my laptop is always on me. My phone is always on me. Um, and like you said, like we do still try to have some time that's us. But at the same time, I'm not going to let the opportunity um, to service my client go by because... I want some time to myself is mm -hmm. basically the mentality we have. So, I mean, realtors coming in need to, to know that 
they're going to have to work if they want to achieve success. Yeah, and they've got to own it. Yeah. And own all of it. Yeah, no matter what, like, you, every business is the same. It doesn't matter what business you get into. You could get into plumbing. You could get in, you could go and start a law firm. It, like, it, it, it really doesn't matter. Like, there's always going to be that top kind of 10% taking home 90% of the income. Um, that's just the reality. Those are stats. Um, but, but I will bet, like, every dollar I got that if you go and look at that top 10% in any one of those categories – they're the ones working the hardest. Yeah. They're the ones. There's no have, luck. The, there. They're the ones that have sacrificed the most. Um, and so, like, if if you truly want to grow a business, any business, doesn't matter what it is. Uh, like, I, I think it's absolutely essential that you dive into something that you love. First of all, like, if you don't enjoy it, you don't have a chance. Yeah. Um, there's just no way. I've I've met successful people right across the board in so many different sports and businesses and everything else. And when you ask them a question about what it is they do, their face lights up and they tell you a story. Mm-hmm right? It's, you never get like, oh, pal, I don't want to talk about that yeah. right now. You know, it's not what it is. It's a they love it. They're like, whoa, you asked me a question about what I'm passionate about? You're damn yeah. right, I'll tell you about How much this. time you got? Yeah. We start, like, I, I opened a law firm 20 years ago. Like, what, like you want to go get a sandwich? Because I could tell you, if I, like, I got three hours yeah. of the stories to tell you. Like, they're, they're excited, right? And it's the same with me. People ask me, what do you think of the market? I'm like, whoa, sit down, pal. I got a yeah. story for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 got, I got something to say. Yeah, right? and, and it's it, it, it it's the same. You you just stop by one of my job sites when I'm working on a house. Happens to me all the time. You know, got one over on Simcoe Street, and people are walking by there, always curious, asking questions. I can't stop myself. Right, yeah. I'm happy to tell you what's going on, uh, but I love it. And so we've chosen things that we love. We're doing it together. We're passionate about it, which makes it easy, right? Like I, and so yeah, it's definitely definitely family venture. Yeah, if you're diving into real estate because you think that this is a place where you're going to make a bunch of money and it's going to be easy, dive into anything. Like yep. They're all just as difficult. And trust me, there's 10% of people taking 90% of the income that, that don't want to give it to you. Exactly. And in, the, in every and, industry. And it, yeah, and if you're not willing to work and sacrifice and be better, you're just not getting a piece of it. And so um, definitely like you need to be passionate and enjoy what you're doing. I don't think this is an easy business just to jump into and, and get paid. But the, the smartest thing you could do if you're new in the business is join a team. We didn't do that. Uh, we, but technically, we've always been a team together leaning on each other. Yeah. Um, but I look at the people that join teams and grow. Like in our office, look at what Darcy Richardson did. Like Emily Berry, man, like she does a great job on her team. Look at the people that have come out of her team. Yeah. Look at you, Final State's team. You guys have had a ton of success. Uh, Paige was just nominated for uh, rookie, rookie of the year. year. You know, I'll tell Darcy you. Darcy was rookie of the year. I'll too. tell you right now. If Paige didn't join your team, she's probably not in that position, right? Right? Because it makes a huge difference it makes when you've a huge got difference. that 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 team behind you, helping you, supporting you, coaching you, answering questions. Even just like you said, we're like going to the gym. You know, you you're you're accountable to certain goals. Like when you join a team in real estate, you're accountable. To, to certain goals, right? And so I just I think agree. that that would be, those would be the two things. Like, be be weary. This is not a business where you just do nothing and get paid. Right. Uh, and if you don't love it, well, you it, might be in the wrong spot. And, and sorry to jump in, yeah. but even just to join a team, like just because you're joining a team, it doesn't mean that your life is all of a sudden simple and you're getting free leads. In some respect, it's actually harder but more rewarding because the opportunities are there yeah. but that accountability like you said is the biggest factor like for example my personal trainer 
It's virtual. I don't even see him. We don't train together. It's just he checks in on my stats, and every week he sends me a video. And if I've done not so well that week, (laughs) he's going to give me, you know what, on that call. And just knowing that makes me do my work and makes me want to do it because yeah. I don't, I want to avoid that type of conflict. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing is that if you join a good team, uh, it should be much, much harder. I, yes, see. it should be, you should be tested and you should be pushed. Do you hear that uh, final stage team? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if, but, but if you're not, then don't bother. Don't join a team. What team did you join? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you wouldn't like in any sport or in anything like sports are the best example for me. That's my background. So if you were to join a sports team, you want to join the best team and you want to be pushed. And that's the same. That's the same with real estate. Join a team, get pushed, you know, and, and, you know, you know, get up every morning and, and chase those goals for sure. I love it. Jesse, anything to add as we uh, end this episode here? No, that's, I think you guys summed it up pretty well, but uh, thanks for coming on guys. We really appreciate it. Um, Catch us on YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Buzzsprout. Is that a thing? I I don't know. Uh, Apple podcast. We're (laughs) everywhere. Uh, Thanks for watching and listening.